Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie, and uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is All Angles, VEASAN's football betting podcast. Here is Matt Brown. Hello and welcome to episode number five of All Angles, football betting podcast here on the VEASAN Podcast Network. My name is Matt Brown and we're going to talk some Thursday night football here in week two. We have the Minnesota Vikings heading over to Philly to take on the Eagles. Interesting game, no doubt about it. There is a couple of different ways that we can interpret what happened in week one with both of these teams. Before we get going here, though, as always, this is a free podcast. So if you want to give us some support, really do appreciate hitting the pause button real quick, going down, hitting that little five-star review, and then maybe even leaving a couple of words in there as well. That would be amazing. All right, so as we sit right now, we are looking at about six, six and a half in favor of the Eagles at home. This number had gotten as high as seven and a half, full transparency, I took the seven and a half on the Vikings numbers no longer available. So we're not going to worry about that. We're going to talk about what the number is right now. Six, six and a half in favor of the Eagles. 49 is your prevailing total in this. There are, there is significant injury news in this thing on the Viking side of things. Their center Garrett Bradbury is out. That said backup that came in and played in his place actually filled in pretty admirably. So we'll see how that goes down. But more importantly, Marcus Davenport might make it back for them. He's listed as questionable. The other thing is Christian Derisaw, offensive tackle, is questionable for them. That would be a massive, massive loss if he was not out there. Christian Derisaw, one of the best tackles in football. So we'll be monitoring that pretty heavily. I don't like my bet near as much if Derisaw is not in there, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, it's one thing to be down a center 
even though he's a good center, one thing to be down a center and be able to put in a, a pretty decent replacement, but to be down one of the best offensive tackles, now you're down two offensive linemen as well. So now you're talking cluster injury type situation. That's certainly not great for the Vikings. Uh, on the Eagles side, they are not without a bunch of injuries as well. So Kenneth Gainwell is out. There's, I guess they're RB1 after we see with the usage that he got in week one. That said, they do have DeAndre Swift. They do have Rashad Penny. They do have Boston Scott. So they are certainly not without running backs there in the in that backfield. But in the secondary, big losses. James Bradbury is out. Safety Reed Blankenship is out. And then just on the defensive side of the ball as well, N'Kobe Dean is out for them. So that is three starters that are going to be out for the Eagles for sure on the defensive side of the ball. And Fletcher Cox is listed as questionable. He got banged up. Looks like he's going to try to give it a go, but of course that can always change uh, leading up to kickoff. So definitely without three starters for the Eagles, could be without four starters on the defensive side of the ball. Now, we know what the narrative is going to be. You're going to hear it a million times as we get going. Kirk Cousins in primetime. Yada, yada. Kirk Cousins in primetime. His record is terrible. Kirk Cousins sucks in primetime. If, if they do lose this game and Kirk Cousins doesn't play well, that narrative is going to continue and not the fact that the Eagles are the best team in football or potentially the best team in football. Maybe we just look at it and say the Eagles are elite as opposed to like Kirk Cousins can't get it done in primetime, but that's neither here nor there. Kirk Cousins was actually pro football focuses 14th graded quarterback in week one, despite the fact that they lost that game and got, you know, it, it, it was an upset. It's a big, it was, it was a big upset. The Bucks beat them, but he was actually PFS 14th graded quarterback in week one. He had a 7.8 yards per attempt, which was fifth in the league. He threw for 344, 344 passing yards. The team as a whole outgained the Bucks by 127 yards. They had more yards per play. They just had horrible turnovers. They had two inside the 30 and one out, one right outside of the 30. So you're talking like definitely field goal attempts. And then, you know, again, if you're driving, maybe even touchdowns. The offense actually graded out as the eighth best offense in week one, according to Pro Football Focus. So I think there's at least a little bit of maybe a misconception here because you look and you just see the score and you see that the Vikings lost to the Bucs, but they actually really just, they really outplayed the Bucks all over the place. It just, uh, you know, turnovers kill you. That's what happens. What we did learn from the Vikings, though, in that game is they're going to be very pass-heavy. It seems as if they have shifted. When they got rid of Dalvin Cook, maybe that's maybe that was the, the reason for it, or maybe just the fact that they really like what they have from a receiver standpoint. Of course, you're going to love that you have the best receiver in the game in Jefferson, but maybe the addition uh, by subtra subtraction of getting Thielen out of there and having these other guys to, to be able to throw to TJ Hawkinson, by the way, first full year with this team. Jordan Addison, of course, the draft pick. And then you've even got KJ Osborne, who we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, they were third in week one in pass rate over expected. So that lets you know how much they want to pass the ball. And that's even despite running 12 personnel 34% of the time, they were still third in the NFL in pass rate over expectation. On the defensive side of the ball, what we saw, Brian Flores has taken over on the defensive side and if you know anything about Brian Flores and how he wants to play defense, he likes to blitz and blitz and blitz and blitz and blitz. And of course, he did that again in week one. He sent five or more rushers 18 different times. That was the most in the league that actually came down to them because there wasn't a, wasn't a ton of plays run in that game. So that actually came out to them blitzing 53% of the time in that one. Now, will that pressure get home? That's the big 
that's the big question mark here, right? I mean, we know the Eagles have a great offensive line and how will they be able to pick up all of these blitzes? Because Jalen Hurts actually has a worse EPA per play under pressure than the last season anyway, than like Russell Wilson and Davis Mills and all of that. I mean, he, he is great when he has a clean pocket and under pressure, he actually wasn't all that good last year. So will this, all this blitzing that is certainly coming from the Vikings be able to get home? And that's what we have to try and figure out with this number sitting at six and a half. On the Eagles side of the ball, look, they won against the Patriots, but I mean, you could argue that maybe the Patriots outplayed them in that game. Listen, I had the Eagles. I was very fortunate, very lucky to get that one home. They had to have a couple of different defensive stands in order to protect that cover. And you start to look, and if you dig in a little bit deeper, the offense just wasn't very crisp. Now, that could be because maybe we're going to be talking about in six or seven weeks and this Patriots defense is actually elite. We knew it was going to be good. Maybe it's elite. Maybe it's one of the five best defenses in all of the NFL. Who knows? So maybe this performance by the Eagles won't look so bad whenever we're looking at this a little bit further down the line. But what we did see was a team that that struggled pretty mightily. I mean, you had Jalen Hurts only throw for 170, 170 yards in the game. And unfortunately, through all of that, you also lost your, your starting running back. And Kenneth Gamewell actually had a pretty, you know, a, a, a decent little game. Are the Eagles the better team? Absolutely. The Eagles are a better team. They're better on offense. They're better on defense. If you look position by position, up and down. I mean, the the obviously the one had probably two advantages that you would give the Vikings, like for certain, would be they definitely have the better number one receiver because they have the best wide receiver in the game. And then I think TJ Hawkinson, you would you would pretty much say no matter what, is is better than anything that the Eagles are going to put out there at tight end to catch the ball. And yes, I know Dallas Goddard plays for them, but I would think we would all take TJ Hawkinson over Dallas Goddard. So how effective will all of this be? The interesting part to me is this total that's gotten bet up at least a little bit now to 49. It, you know, we've seen a lot of times short weeks and stuff on Thursdays. These games tend to go under. This is one of the higher totals you'll kind of see with all of that. I don't know if we will continue to see this thing get bet up or bet towards the over because, you know, we know, at the end of the day, casual bettors do want to bet overs, but man, we we haven't really seen that really bulldoze these lines yet, like we saw you know a couple of years ago. So I don't know if we'll get over forty nine or not. I have a lean towards the under. I kind of want to play the under, but I don't want to play it at forty nine. Um, so I I think I'm just going to pass on this thing. There's a part of me that wanted to play the over kind of earlier on, but then. If this game plays a little bit closer, and I think it might play a little bit closer, then I think that the game playing a little bit closer lends towards it being an under as opposed to it being an over. So, um, beginning just going to pass on the total unless this thing just starts really running the other direction. Then I'll come in on the under. Uh, about the spread, like I said, I'm on the seven and a half, but on the other side of a touchdown, it's just a completely different bet for the Vikings than it is on the on the other side on the underside of the touchdown, right? And so. If this thing got back to seven, and, and it could, it's sitting six and a half at, at a couple of different books. And, you know, listen, the Eagles certainly are viewed very highly amongst not only the people who are really into the NFL, but certainly the casual people out there as well. Maybe this thing gets back to a touchdown. If it got back to a full touchdown, I would, I would be okay with you coming back in on the Vikings. And, and listen, the Vikings basically just got really unlucky in week one now I know they ran on the right side of variance a million times last year all the one score games they won etc etc but they outplayed the Bucks. they just didn't they just turned the ball over at the worst possible times two inside the 30 and then one inside their own 30 right 
So it's just like it was they handed they handed a score to they handed a score to the to the Bucks and then and then they gave away two of their own. So I don't really hold that type of variance against them. Now, you know, could it happen again? Certainly. Could the Eagles defense, which is pretty great, force some turnovers? I mean, sure. But I really do like what uh, the Vikings have on the offensive side of the ball. And I think with TJ Hawkinson being able to attack the, the middle of the field, I mean, listen, Slay is certainly going to give Jefferson fits, I imagine. But you still have Addison. You still have Osborne. You still have TJ Hawkinson. That kind of leads us to the prop bet side of things. I wanted to play TJ Hawkinson receptions. I'm not going to recommend that to you guys because this thing is now, it's four and a half, but juiced to 166 at DraftKings, right? Like, I mean, the over at 166, I just can't in good faith recommend that to you. So, I mean, if we want some Hawkinson exposure, I think the best way to kind of go about it is to go ahead and just get in on on Hawkinson and his receiving prop. Um, 49 and a half, go ahead. I like the the 49 and a half. Listen, this guy just gets targeted a ton. And, and if we think that there's any sort of limitations with Jefferson in this game to given what they're going to do from a defensive standpoint against him, then Hawkinson's just going to continue to get, you know, peppered with targets. And he has high percentage targets as well. So even if they only go for six and seven yards, you know, I mean, it's one of those deals where he's catching the majority of these things. And so uh, I like the over 49 and a half on, on Hawkinson, not as much as I like the receptions, but again, we just can't play the receptions at this point. So we just kind of take the next best thing that we can get to, which would be the, the yardage on him. Now there's no props on KJ Osborne right now. Um, which really sucks because if you look into all of this, at least for one week, now I don't know what will happen after that. Like we don't know what, what's going to go on past that, but at least for one week, KJ Osborne, was the true number two receiver for this team, not Jordan Addison. Uh, Justin Jefferson ran a route on 100% of pass plays, as you would imagine. K.J. Osborne ran a route on 94% of pass plays compared to Jordan Addison's 66%. Now, they both got the same target share, but the thing is, is I think it's still looked at as Addison being the number two and not Osborne, and so we might get a better number. It's just not posted right now. I don't know why, but we might get a better number than what we're getting on Addison. And, and and honestly, at least through one week, Osborne was the true number two. So the number on Addison right now is sitting 39 and a half. If we get a lower number than that on Osborne for a team that's throwing at the, you know, lo- certainly looks like they want to throw way more than they want to run, then that's going to be a play for me. But again, there's nothing's posted right now. So we're just going to keep our eye out for whenever they finally put up KJ Osborne numbers. That thing's sitting... 35 and 34 and a half yards or even whatever hell 30 and a half yards 31 and a half yards whatever it is it's you got to assume it's going to be less than addison then i think we're going to uh we're going to pounce on that on the overside of things so that's what we're going to be looking at from from a prop side i do think from another prop angle here is if you think that philly is going to cover this game and maybe even get out to a really big lead in this game then you might want to look at Kirk cousins passing over i don't necessarily think that's the case obviously since i'm betting them to to keep it within a touchdown so i'm not going to go there but 262 and a half for a team that threw 75 percent of the downs in week one in a game that was close the whole time so now think if a game gets out of hand are they going to pass 80 percent of the time so um you might want to look at the cousins over if that's how you think this game script is going to go i don't necessarily think that but that's that's kind of where 
my head is at on the on the passing side of things. 251 for Hertz seems about appropriate. I think that's right in the middle of the range of outcomes, and that makes perfect sense for that. So hard for me to hard for me to get there on that um, when it comes down to it. If you do look, there is head-to-head um, passing yards as well. Cousins against Hertz. I would take Cousins all day long in that. It's a nine and a half yard spread. Um, again, I think if the, I think because there's two paths to victory, right? For this one, which is if the Vikings are having success, it's likely because Kirk cousins is lighting it up through the air. And then if they're getting, you know, if they're getting their, their butts whipped, well, then he's going to have to pass basically every single down. And then Hertz is going to quit passing, right? Like Hertz is going to then start, they're just going to start running the ball and milking the clock. So I think there's a couple of different ways that this gets home for us. And so, I do like Cousins in the head-to-head against Hertz. Uh, you can find that under head-to-head player props over there on DraftKings. So be sure and take a look at that as well. Um, guys, really, other than that, that's all we're going to be looking for. We're going to monitor the KJ Osborne stuff when it comes out. If it gets to a full seven, I think you can come in on the Vikings. Under the seven, I wouldn't really mess with it here. I do like Hawkinson props, as we said. And then, again, that Cousins head-to-head against Jalen Hurts, something that I'm going to have in the account as well again if you haven't done it do appreciate it if you go down hit that little five stars and uh if you want to leave a a good little message in there um from a review standpoint certainly helps more people find this podcast and help us climb up the podcast chart so do appreciate that heberveason.com slash subscribe if you want to get in on all the premium content over there uh you can get in for as little as 19 bucks over at uh veason for your first month so if you haven't done that give that a try see what you like see if you like it and then you can stick around for the long haul with us uh good luck on all your Thursday Night Football bets. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who's called Mal Evans, who's our roadie, and uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. 
anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers. But it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.